Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We remain standing as we read from the text of today's scripture. We'll turn our Bibles. Can we celebrate Grace Crowell to my left and to my right? Thank you very much. God bless you. Amazing service. Amazing rendition indeed. Revelation chapter 5. We're going to be reading from verse 9 and verse 10. Can multimedia please help us? Okay. And they sang a new song saying, somebody's going to sing a new song today. You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals. For you were slain and have redeemed us to God by our blood, by your blood, out of every tribe, out of every tongue, out of every people and nation. And you have made us kings and priests to our God, and we shall reign on the earth. Somebody shout a big hallelujah. Somebody shout a big hallelujah. All right, this morning I bring you the word fulfilling destiny as kings and priests. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Father, we thank you for today. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. We give you all the adoration. Lord, I thank you for this amazing privilege to bring the word again to your people. Lord, I thank you because we know that you are here. You are Emmanuel. And we know that you are here to bless your people. We pray that today every eye shall be opened. Every ear shall hear what you are saying to us today in the name of Jesus. We come against every contrary spirit here, every foul spirit here, every wind that is contrary. We come against them in the name of Jesus. And may the people of God enter into their kingly role and their priestly role in the name of Jesus. I welcome the enforcement angels today. Enforce your word in the life of your people. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Praise the Lord. Celebrate yourself as you please have your seats. Firstly, I want to thank the senior pastor for this amazing privilege to bring the word again to you at Grace Assembly, Lagos, Nigeria. Um, it is a privilege I do not take for granted, and I want to thank him. Um, I know he's listening and watching now. Thank you, pastor, uh, for leading us valiantly, for you know, guiding us, for giving us the word, and for making sure we are positioned for destiny. Can we celebrate the man of God one more time? By his sacrifice, we are all here. By his obedience to the calling of God, we are all here. The Lord will bless every one of us today in the name of Jesus. I also want to thank, you know, all the other senior pastors, Pastor Kola, Pastor Yomi is not here, he's out of town, and my fellow pastors, I want to thank you for the love and for the uh, camaraderie. I want to thank you for the friendship. Can we celebrate the pastorate of Grace Assembly? God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. I want to thank the entire workforce, the ministers of the gospel, the heads of departments, the members of GFORCE. Can you please celebrate yourself where you are? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for serving on God still. It pays to serve God, and I know that our reward 
is here and the Lord will bless us in the name of Jesus. Now, today we start up looking at the topic or the theme, fulfilling destiny as kings and priests. I'm going to go through a little definition so we are, you know, uh, we're in context with the subject matter today. But before I do that, every time we gather together, the Bible says the children of Israel do not gather in vain. Nobody here is in vain. And everybody who has come here today will not live here the same way they came in the name of Jesus. The psalmist said, thy word is a light unto my path and a lamp unto my feet. So the word is light. When the Bible says in Isaiah 60 verse 1, arise and shine for your light is come. That light is revelation. When you understand the word, you know, light shines on your inside and you receive understanding of the times and the seasons and you get to know what to do. So when we say arise and shine for your light is come, it's not like a physical light or the sun or the moon. It is a light of the word when it strikes your heart and you suddenly realize that, ah, I found the answer to the question in my heart. I pray that today the Lord will grant us answers to questions in our hearts in the name of Jesus. Bible says that the entrance of his word, Psalm 119 verse 30, giveth light and giveth understanding to those who are simple, to those who are childlike. The Lord will give us understanding today in the name of Jesus. Now back to our scripture. He has made us kings and priests. Now in the Old Testament, when God established the Old Covenant, he established the priesthood, which was run by the Levites. And then over time, we now had kings of the earth that reigned. So there were separate functions. So you had the priest that would represent God, that would speak on behalf of God, that would, you know, share the mind of God, and would bring the good tidings to the people on behalf of God. Now, their role was different from the kings. The kings were into governance. They were into legislature. They led the people to battle. But when God constituted the new covenant, those two roles were merged into one. And that's why our text in Revelation chapter 5 verse 10 says, You have made us kings and priests, not kings or priests. If you're operating as a king, as a Christian, and you're not operating as a priest, something is missing. If you're operating as a priest, as a Christian, and you're not operating as a king, as a believer, something is missing. Jesus said to John in Revelation chapter 5, I have made you a king and a priest. It means that you must wear those two robes on a daily basis. It means you must perform those two functions at the same time. Somebody will ask me here this morning, how are you a king and a priest at the same time? Let me make it easy for you. Are there any mothers who are daughters here? You are a mother and you are a daughter. Anybody? Are there any fathers and sons here? So, when you're with, you know, you're, you're in your office and you're having a meeting and then your phone just rings and it's your wife that is calling, you know, and you know she doesn't normally call at this time. So you know something is going on somewhere. You're going to tell the gentleman in your office or the people in your office, excuse me, my baby is calling. 
And even though you were reprimanding your staff and you were talking to them very, you know, in a very tough manner, but when you pick up the phone, it's, ah, hey, baby. Ah, and the staff will look at you. Is it not this man that was just giving us basbos or giving us some, you know, hard talk this morning? How come he's just switching and he's calling somebody baby? It's as simple as that. This morning, God has brought enforcement angels to ensure that no matter what, we will fulfill our destiny. If you want to fulfill your destiny as set by the set man in the beginning of the month, you must understand your kingly and your priestly role. The title or the theme of the month as set by the senior pastor, by all means, no matter what, I must fulfill destiny. It means in spite of the opposition, in spite of the realities on ground, in spite of the facts, I must fulfill destiny. And I've come to announce to somebody here today, there are angels in the house. They are not ordinary angels today in the house. They are enforcement angels. And when they come in a congregation, they are here to deal with every opposition. The Lord will grant us the grace to enter into our kingly and priestly mode in the name of Jesus. Who are kings and what is their function? Proverbs chapter 16 verse 10. Proverbs chapter 16 verse 10. Who are kings and what is their function? The words of a king are like a message from God. So his decisions should be fair. The Bible says, where the word of a king is, there is what? Where the word of a king is, there is power. A king leads over territories and domains. A king is not a subject, he's not a servant, you know, that is just wriggling behind, you know, that is telling behind the culture. You know, a king is not the kind of person that will make suggestions. A king legislates. When a king speaks, it is final. What God is saying to us today, if you are going to fulfill your destiny, you must understand that God has made you a king. So you don't just talk anyhow. You know, you're, you're very careful with how you speak. So when you speak and you give the word of authority, even though it is casual, the earth and the elements of the earth will readjust themselves because a king is in the building. Because a king is speaking. You know, some people can speak. It is just mere noise. Some people can speak. It is just rhetoric. Some people can speak. It is just sounds. It is just timbrels. But when you, as a child of God, blood washed will open your mouth and make a decree in the heavens and make a legislation in the earth the bible says whatsoever you bind on earth is bound in heaven why because a king is speaking whatsoever you lose on earth is loosed in heaven I bring you greetings from my wife sorry I forgot to say that from my children as a king, there's a way you think. A, th a king is not, I mean, his thoughts are elevated. A king thinks in a different way from a servant. A servant is begging. A king places demand and says, give me that man. When Jesus was walking on the face of the earth, he came as a king and a priest. 
And so he was showing his disciples, this is how to do it. Follow me, watch me. You three dry up, and he dried up. And the wind was contrary. And they said, uh -uh, this is wind. This is non-living thing. They don't have ears. But Jesus said, let me show you something. They have ears they can't listen. Peace, be still. And the wind said, ah, a king is here. And the wind adjusted itself. A king is one who controls and influences. A king is someone standing on the mountain of purpose. When you enter into the marketplace, you're not entering as a peasant. You're not entering at the bottom of the food chain. You're not entering begging and just squeezing yourself. Maybe they can manage me. If a king steps into this place, even the entourage, you will stand up. By the power and the command of their entrance, you will know that somebody is here. And God has said in his word that all of us, each one of us, we are kings and we are priests at the same time. The Lord will give us understanding this morning in the name of Jesus. Kings have executive power. <laughs> they don't make suggestions. They make decrees. And when they make decrees, heaven backs them up. When they speak, heaven is at attention. Kings are like an oracle from God. And they have authority over everything in their domain. So in your industry, maybe you're in the media industry, maybe you're in the travel industry, maybe you are in the professional service industry, maybe you're in the legal industry, God is saying, look, I have put you right there to showcase my kingdom. When the Bible says, let thy kingdom come, let it be done on the earth as it is in heaven. Who do you think he's speaking to? Is he not the king of kings? Who are the kings? We're not talking about the traditional kings you see around. We are the kings. It is only the believer. It is only the church that has the power to bring to pass the desire and the will of God. And that's why it surprises me many times when we enter into a marketplace and we begin to compromise. And we who should be leading, we who should be guiding, we who should be directing are now trailing behind and losing our voice, confused about what is right and what is wrong and trying to blend in with the tail. I've never seen the tail drag the head. It is the head that drags the tail. The day you see the king driving a servant, that is the day you know something is wrong. Kings sit on thrones. Kings sit on thrones. I want to ask you this morning, where is your throne? Who is sitting on your throne? Have you entered and ascended into your kingly role? There is no vacuum in life. If you are not sitting on your throne, somebody is sitting on your throne. If you are not taking your place in the marketplace... Somebody is usurping what belongs to you, but there are enforcement angels this morning and they will all be unseated in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Who are priests? Malachi chapter 2 from verse 4 to 7. Malachi chapter 2 from verse 4 to 7. 
we must fulfill our destiny. And we can do this if we understand our kingly and priestly role. Then you will know without any doubt that I have sent this new commandment to you, priests, that my covenant may continue with Levi, the priestly tribe, says the Lord of hosts. My covenant with Levi was one of life and peace, and I gave them to him as an object of reverence. So he and the priest feared me and stood in reverent awe of my name. Next verse. Verse 6. True instruction was in Levi's mouth, which is the priest's, and injustice was not found on his lips. And he walked with me in peace and uprightness, and he turned many from wickedness. Last verse, verse 7. For the lips of the priests should guard and preserve knowledge of my law. And the people should seek instruction from his mouth. For he is the messenger of the Lord of hosts. For he is the messenger. Tell yourself, I am the messenger of the Lord of hosts. Hey. Oh, the Bible says here, the people should seek instruction from his mouth. Because he has put his ears, tuned his ears to the heavens. And so when you enter your priestly role, you know you can switch even while you're at work. And you're in the midst of a situation and you know that a foul spirit is involved here. You can see the way things are going and you know that, no, this is not normal. You can observe the trend. You know, you can do some Gap analysis, whatever analysis, pest, whatever you want to do, SWOT analysis. And you can see that the hand of the devil is somewhere here. That is when you put on your priestly robe and say, no, get out in the name of Jesus. He has made us kings and priests. Brethren, ladies and gentlemen, you cannot fulfill your destiny if you do not wear your priestly robe. Now, there are kings on the earth. There are captains of industries. We know them. I'm not going to mention their names. Yes, they own SWAT estates. They, they, they have billions of naira, but they are not priests. They will need to go and look for a priest. Let me tell you something. Everybody has bakino. Benio. Everybody has bakino. Somebody went to a man of God for prayer. Ah, in fact, a very, very high politician. And as the man of God finished praying for him, and he stood up, ah, ah, they saw that there was tortoise on the seat. Ah, the man of God said, ah, Oga, come, 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 come. This tortoise on your seat, please, help us carry it. Ah, sorry, sir. <laughs> it was a mistake. <laughs> and the person that did it, he didn't do it well. And he carried his tortoise. Everybody, not Nigeria alone, globally, they all have backing. You, that you're a believer, you just wake up in the morning, ah, shalala, 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 five minutes and you jump out. Where's your backing? Where's your priestly robe? So when you are confronted, what do you do? When you are assaulted, what do you do? You say, yegba, yeah, hey, yegba mio. What is yegba mio? Is it in the scripture? What's the name of the verse? Oh, ah, oh, mio. What is the meaning of that? You speak the word. Last week, or yeah, last week, I was in a meeting and um, right here in Lagos. And I got a message from England, and 
you know, I, I thought I could attend to it later. And then the message came again, urgent, urgent. We need to speak now. I, I said, what is this? Okay, so I took my phone and I placed the call. What's going on? And there was somebody out there who Satan was tormenting. And, you know, they were already calling the ambulance. And, you know, the, the stomach was turning and twisting. And I was like, ah, why is this happening when I'm not around? And I said, okay, I know what is happening. I just excused myself from, from my meeting, from my kingly, you know, state. And I put on my priestly robe. And I said, go get the anointing oil. <laughs> because I know I can see the enemy at work. Ah, what is the day where you can't see? Having eyes and you can't see. Having ears you can't perceive. I said, take the anointing oil. Okay, take this person. Now, put the anointing oil on the person's stomach. And in five minutes, we're just blasting in tongues. And we're just praying and rebuking the devil. They were already calling ambulance. This is not first aid matter. Ambulance. But just as we're praying, the person started adjusting. Adjusting. And after the prayer, five minutes, five minutes, five minutes, five minutes. Do we still need to call the ambulance? I don't think so. After seven minutes, do you feel any pain? The pain is gone. I said, hallelujah. Hallelujah. And as I took on my priestly robe, I took back my kingly robe and I went back to my meeting. That is how to operate as a priest and as a king. You can imagine if me too, I'm calling 911. Ah, hey, who do I know, dear? Please call them. If Satan is involved, they will scan, they won't see anything. And then you'll be hearing funny stories. The Lord will strengthen us here this morning in the name of Jesus. A priest is a portal and a gateway to heaven. So anywhere you step into, light has come. Therefore, darkness must flee. For the light shineth in darkness, and darkness cannot even understand it. How dare we patronize darkness, manage it, pet it, accommodate it, because of what? How do we come to church with innumerable company of angels and take all this anointing, and then we go back and we're still shaking? And we're not bold to make declarations. Somebody is entering, entering into their kingly and priestly role this morning in the name of Jesus. A priest represents God. Represent. Re-present. Present God. Show us the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? If you have seen me, you have seen the Father. Because I represent him. For as long as I'm here, I have the authority to legislate, rise up and walk. Jesus walked in authority. Jesus walked in power. Jesus is a perfect example of the king and the priest while on earth. Brethren, our destiny is so bright. Our destiny is so colorful. Oh my God. Eyes have not seen. Ears have not heard. What God has prepared for us. And that's why God told the man of God. By all means. You will fulfill destiny. And this morning. I make a declaration here. Every one of us. Will enter into our destinies. In the name of Jesus. 
thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We are the representatives of heaven that will enforce the will of God. We are the people that God is depending upon to bring to bear the values of heaven. As a king, if you don't have power, you are a toothless bulldog. As a priest, if you compromise with sin, <laughs> then the enemy has got something on you. Jesus said, the priest of this world cometh, and he has nothing on me. You can't operate in your priestly role if there's secret sin. You can't. How dare you? Jesus we know. Paul we know. Who be you? Who you be? You better just go and wear a badar. Don't try that priestly robe. If you are not ready to walk with God, just look for one nice agbada and be wearing dashiki. But if you must operate in your priestly role, uh, you must set aside those sins that easily beset us and look up to heaven, look up to Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. And there is grace here in this house for as many who want to step into that priestly role. There is grace in the house here today. We are priests and we come from a royal bloodline. When you have uh, countries or kingdoms fighting against themselves, one of the set of important people that they try to preserve are the children of the king. Those within the palaces, you know, to preserve the royal blood. They call them royal blood. We, our own royalness is backed by the blood of a better covenant. The blood that is speaking when some people are conjuring some things on some wicked evil altars, the blood is speaking. It is from that blood that we draw our royal priesthoodness. And that's why when we come to church and we sing and we dance and we, you know, just reminisce on what God has done and what he's yet to do and we make declarations, we need to go out there believing that he will do it. It's not enough for us to come here and quote scripture. You have to believe in your heart that God will do it. And he will do it in the name of Jesus. How do you operate as a priest and king? How? How? How do you operate as a king and a priest? As we begin to bring this conversation to a close. I have six points here for you. Number one. Understand and settle in your heart who you are. Your identity. You are a king and you are a priest. So when you go out in the day, you go out with a consciousness that you are a king and that you are a priest at the same time. And you can switch. You can switch. As a case warrant, you can switch. You can switch. You can switch. Number two, know that there's an enemy to combat. There are enemies everywhere. So you need to take them off. You need to take them up. You need to confront them. In everybody's Canaan land, there's a giant. <laughs> In everybody's path to destiny, there's a Jericho wall. 
There is nobody exempted. There are enemies within, enemies without. And they can even infiltrate into your inner circle like they did for Jesus. The enemy infiltrated inside, into the circle of Jesus. And Jesus said, "Uh uh-uh, get thee behind me. Because he was on, a, on, his, on the path to fulfilling destiny. And the enemy came to dissuade him. And trust me, it was a tough call for Jesus. A tough call. And that's why he was asking God, Ah, if it was not your will, ah, he struggled in the Garden of Gethsemane. So it was a struggle. But he said, not my will, but thine be done. So don't think that Jesus was all cool. Yeah, I'm going to die. They're going to flog me. They're going to slap me. They're going to kick me. They're going to pierce me. And you know, it's okay. It's all right. That's not the case. Yeah. They just, you know, beat me with that something stripes. You know, it's just cool. I just bend my back. and just pose for them. You know, I don't feel it because I'm God. No, he was man like you and I. And so it was a struggle. So when the enemy came to make it easier for him, it was an infiltration. You should know when the enemy is infiltrating your inner circle. There are enemies within and without. And that's how one girl was going behind the apostles. These are the men of God. These are the men of God. Was she lying? She was not. But she was speaking with the spirit of divination. And, you know, for a while they thought, okay, she's saying the truth. Okay, it's all right. You know, it's okay. Until they discerned that this girl was operating with a different spirit. And they cast out the demon. Beware of the enemy. And gear up. Take on the full armor. Otherwise, you can't fulfill your destiny. There are enemies everywhere. Control how you speak. Don't just speak anyhow. You know, I'm, I'm surprised to see here some, some Christians use the F word. Say, EF up. I'm like, excuse me, what did you just say? That's vulgar. I mean, how do you just speak anyhow? You are a king for goodness sake. You don't see kings speaking anyhow. You don't see kings using gutter language. You don't see kings just, you know, misbehaving. You need to know you are a king. Kings don't talk too much. They legislate. When they speak, they know that the subjects are there to carry out their decree. So if your words are like decrees, how much do you need to cut it down? You can gist with your friends, but you know what? Just trim it nicely. Don't talk away your anointing. Because you are a king. Come on. I don't have the time to read some of the scripture I have here, but I'm just going to summarize them. Joshua chapter 2. When you get home, you can read it. 8 and um, um, verse 8, verse 9, 11 to uh, 15, 17 to 21. This is the story of the two spies. I call them the CIA agents. Israeli Mossad. Two of them. No name. And Joshua sent them to Jericho. And these guys went. Honestly, if you read that story, it's like a movie. Again, again, they just went. How they climbed the wall, we don't know. How they entered, we don't know. And they entered into the house of the harlots. But the harlot came to them and she made an oath. And she said, Ah, Ogbeni, let us agree now. We are afraid of you. Yes, we are afraid of you. But when you people come, promise me that me and my father's house will be safe. This was not part of the deal. Joshua did not give them that instruction. 
But these were kings, even though they were messengers. But they had this kingly mindset. And so they listened to this woman and they looked at each other like Pastor Steve and Pastor Etifia would look at each other, you know. And, and they'll say to themselves, you know what? We are kings, we can legislate. And on behalf of heaven, hmm, these two spies that have no name, they said, don't worry. If you can just, this rope, this red rope, if you can just leave it tied, make sure that your father, your mother, your siblings, everybody's here. When we come, don't worry, nothing will happen to this, your, your house. Everybody's going to be safe. You know, when I was reading that, I was like, ah, was it Joshua that told them to do that? Or was it somebody else? Let's read Joshua chapter 6 verse 22. When they came back, when these two kings came back, when they came back, you know, and, you know, when, when, when uh, Israel had taken um, or was about to take Jericho, but Joshua said to the two men, they have no names, but they are two kings uh, who had spied out of the country. And, and he said to them, go into the harlot's house and from there bring out the woman and all that she has as you swore unto her. You swore unto her, go and fulfill your oath. This is how kings reason. And so Joshua understood that these were kings that were operating. And he respected their agreement. And he said, go and get her out. And do you know, it was not the armies of Israel that pulled down the wall. So it wasn't Joshua and his people that pulled down the wall. It was heaven. So what it meant was that as those two spies, those two kings were speaking, they were making a decree, and heaven was endorsing it. As they were reaching an agreement with her, heaven was saying, as they have said it on the earth, so shall it be in the heavens. As they have decreed it on the earth, so shall it be here. And God gave the decree to the angels who pulled down the wall. That as these two spies have made that oath, make sure when you see the blood, <laughs> when you see the rope, hey, when you see the symbol of the decree from the earth, make sure you respect it. And the angels came to pull down the wall and they searched where is the token of the agreement. Where is that symbol of the kings that make that decree? And he said, that's the rope right there. So, you're going to push from this place. I'm going to push from this place. Where the word of a king is, there's power. When we speak, heaven listens. When we make decrees, heaven listens. This morning, we're going to make decrees. And heaven will listen in the name of Jesus. Before quickly walk in the revelation of his word... Number five, intensify your communion with the Holy Spirit and insist on his very best as you align with destiny. Last one, believe God, take charge, dominate your sphere of influence. Praise the Lord. Until we take our place, he cannot take his praise. Until we take our place, Jehovah cannot take his praise. I don't know if there are kings in the house today. I don't know if there are priests in the house today. I don't know if there's anybody agitating. Even if you're not tired of where you are, where you are is tired of you. I don't know if there's anybody uncomfortable with where they are. Who wants to change? Who wants to put on their kingly and priestly robe? Let such people rise up this morning. Let such people rise up this morning. And begin to take your place. He has made us kings and priests. 
He has made us kings and priests. A closed mouth is a closed destiny. Hey. A closed mouth is a closed destiny. Open your mouth this morning and begin to make decree concerning your destiny. By all means, we must fulfill destiny. Where are the kings in the house today? Where are the priests in the house today? By all means, we must fulfill destiny. And we will do this as kings and priests. Make declarations this morning concerning your family. Make declaration concerning your children. Make declaration concerning your career. Make declaration concerning your business. Make declaration concerning your security, concerning your health, to all the things that pertain to you. For there are enforcement angels all around us. Oh, there's the host of heaven around us, ready, waiting for your decree, waiting for your statement, waiting for your command, waiting for you to issue that command to heaven. Make declarations this morning. Put the word of God to test. Put it to use. Make declarations in the heavens. Whatsoever we bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatsoever we lose on earth is loosed in heaven. Anything you say right now is done in the name of Jesus. Anything you decree right now is done in the name of Jesus. Make declaration. Don't miss this moment. There is grace in the house. We have a few seconds to go right now in this prayer session. Don't miss this moment. There is grace in the house. Oh, where are the kings? Where are the priests of God? Where are the people legislating? Where are the people making decrees? Where are the people binding and loosing? And walking in light? And walking in authority? In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. And so, Father, we thank you this morning. Lord, we praise you this morning. We acknowledge you this morning. We accept our kingly and our priestly role this morning. Lord, we take on our kingly and our priestly robes this morning. And we fasten them upon ourselves this morning. Lord, we thank you for the revelation of your word. And we declare this morning as kings and priests that we all shall fulfill destiny in the name of Jesus. Lord, we declare this morning by all means, by all means, whatever it takes, enemies notwithstanding, opposition notwithstanding, hindrances notwithstanding, realities around us notwithstanding, current situation notwithstanding we make declaration this morning for we are all blood washed and we declare that we shall all fulfill destiny in the name of Jesus we join with the voice of heaven to say that every opposition to fulfilling our destiny you will root out, you will uproot you will dismantle in the name of Jesus every gathering against us every gang up of hell against us against our destiny every usurper on our throne 
every power hindering us, delaying us from ascending to the throne that you have kept for us this morning. Such powers are dismantled in the name of Jesus. Lord, we declare this morning as we walk out from this hall and we drive home, we're driving back home as kings and priests, taking charge, taking authority, taking dominion, being in control in the name of Jesus. A thousand shall fall on our right hand and ten thousand on our left hand, but none shall come near us because we are kings and priests unto our God in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because we know you've answered. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Celebrate this morning as kings and priests. If you know you're a king and a priest, celebrate God like a king that you are, like a priest that you are, taking authority, taking dominion, being in charge in the name of Jesus. And by all means, we all shall fulfill destiny in the mighty name of Jesus. If you've been blessed, why don't you just celebrate the Lord one more time? Praise the Lord.